0: My name is Sam Bernardo, and we are here with Fadcast Number Seven, Sam.
1: Lucky Seven, there you go. Let's go to Vegas. Lucky Seven, hey, yeah, all right.
0: Hop in the car.
1: Um, oh, it's like the uh, Spain Neuter Bus.
0: The Spain Neuter Bus, yes. How drive cool a would that be? drive a school bus at uh, with, with. It does have air conditioning. <laughs> it, does. it
1: has a bathroom. No fork, yeah, there the you shower, go.
0: But yeah, it's got a refrigerator. So okay, there you go. that's pretty Black good. Wave,
1: we can, you know, sleep on the floor.
0: There. All right. Okay. Surgical table. That's right. That's right. So we are back with FADCAST uh, number seven. And um, it is, by the time this comes out and you hear it, it'll be July 4th weekend. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon in the lovely city of Sierra Madre. Anything going on in Sierra Madre this week, Sam? it's
1: the Versailles of uh, the West Coast. It's the Versailles of
0: the West Coast.
1: Kings and queens come here for summer.
0: Is that what it is? Okay. Yes. And is this where the revolution will be? could be okay
1: hey, well it's it's an intellectual and a beautiful revolution all, all right
0: okay let them Multifest. eat what is sierra madre uh let Whist- them eat jam don't they make Ooh, some jam here or something Let yeah. them wisteria. there you go yeah. so um we have a jam-packed <laughs> episode today we are Ooh, going to, so funny yeah yeah oh yeah jam-packed I, it was by accident we have a, a jam-packed uh sierra madre episode today we are going to talk with dr mark williams about pet behavior um, we're going to get in a little July Fourth information, and then um, about fireworks and stuff. That's right. Yeah, maybe a few tips on how to deal with that. And then what else is he going to talk about, Sam? Marking.
1: Uh, yes. Well, all these. Sam set are, all this yeah, up with him. That's yeah, why I'm asking. All behavior oriented things that uh, has to do with me personally and people I know all the time. Uh, in fact, actually, this came out of the simple thing is we get every every clinic we have span neuter clinic we have someone will ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get my male dog neutered, will that eliminate his marking and or humping? And, and so okay. we're, we're going to sort of answer that question once and for all.
0: And we're going to have a doctor give us the answer. Okay, there, there we go. go. And then we're going to have on the wonderful Faith Easdale and she's got a story that actually relates directly to our podcast and a dog getting adopted and a guy who stars on General Hospital. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's it, God, none of that is, <laughs> oh all of God. that is true. Yeah. It seven all comes of, together. Of seven degrees of yeah. fame or whatever. So, so stick around is the point. Um, but. She was on our first one. Our first, yeah, 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 she was, yeah, she was. She was. And Mike Ryan, her good friend has been on uh, since. And, um, and now she's back um, or will be back uh, shortly. So. Before we get to all that, we are going to continue oh our Diet God. Coke challenge. Oh yeah. Sam God. loves this idea. Sam. So today I brought Sam USDA organic <laughs> lightly brewed sparkling tea, lime, and hibiscus flavor. This is from the company Mina, M-I-N-N-A.
1: You know, I was a chemist at mm-hmm. graduate school. Where are you? Graduate degree. And oh, this me, has no caffeine. And oh, shoot. To, to me, organic, Well, I was taught, meant... Things that had carbon in them,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But this and, is different. And, and this so is organic insane. means. Oh, yes, it's frustrating to me. This, this um, term organic. This uh, they donate one percent of their sales to nonprofits advocating for inclusion. Free animal doctor. There you go. Do we advocate for inclusion? We want to include all animals to <laughs> yeah. get spayed and neutered. Yeah. Yes. Hey, everyone, it's me, Ryan. I just wanted to let you know, if you've heard that chirping sound in the background, it is indeed a bird that somehow managed to penetrate the incredibly thick walls of the soundproofed fad cast studio here, the highest production values in the land um, for all of you. But uh, in all seriousness, There was a bird chirping. We didn't hear it when we were recording, but you can obviously hear it here in the recording. It goes away in about four or five minutes, Um, but uh, just bear with us on that, and I do apologize for it. Thank you. Um, So that's uh, Mina, and it doesn't actually have any caffeine, so I I didn't notice that. I don't know how great of a replacement for Diet Coke this will be.
1: You're not going to like
0: that. But it has brewed organic herbal tea, uh, 63% tea um sparkling water um and rose hips and lime extract so it sounds quite healthy there are no sugars in this no added sugar no sugar at all zero fat zero saturated fat trans fat no cholesterol no sodium no carbs and no protein so um all right well let's just dive into it sam you ready all right, we're going to try the tea first, tea first. first. Tea, tea first tea first compared to diet coke mm. could it help you replace it all right here we go you drink any of yours let me mm. drink mine
1: It is as I imagined.
0: It's sparkly. It's got a good sparkle.
1: It has it has a a fair sparkle. It, It is. It tastes like tea can be to me sometimes a little bit bitter. And okay. my, my tongue, and, yeah, and, and it, it has a little bitter aftertaste. It has
0: a bitter aftertaste. You can taste it on the back of your tongue, yes, which uh, is or, the bitter or the front or part. The sides or whatever. Well, it it, yeah, but I taste. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm, I'm being. Oh, you're being to be facetious, funny, but it's okay. not working. Yeah. Anyway, leave comedy it, to the professionals. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, I'll hang up my headphones and mm. leave. Um, I it's okay. Let I me try mean, a diet coke on the side here. Well, then that's you know hell. Uh, you know what that's going to be. Uh, nectar of the gods. Hmm. I kind of like
0: this one though. You don't like it? Well I'm trying it again.
1: What I would do to it would be I, I'd probably take a, a lemon or something and squeeze some lemon and see how that if that helps.
0: If you could Arnold Palmer this
1: that might work. Yeah.
0: you know what maybe they have I'm gonna look into it. Maybe um, our friends at Mina, uh, and they don't know who we are, but... Um,
1: just a touch of sweetness, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe they have some alternative ones. This is just one that I happen to have, lime hibiscus. Maybe they have an Arnold palmer type. For those of you who don't know, that's Arnold Palmer. The golfer. Yeah, he sort of made famous at, what was it, half lemonade, half tea? Half tea, yeah. Mm. yeah. So typically, when you, if you have a iced tea that has... A lot of lemon juice in it, not just like a squeeze. That's like considered fact, an honor
1: If you say i want an Ar- Arnold Palmer, they'll know exactly. What it's hard
0: wrong. to say, isn't it? Arnold Palmer. Palmer. It's hard yeah. to say Arnold, yeah. and then Palmer. He, he
1: was a really good golfer, but had was. sort of a non-classic swing. Ah, okay. Uh, um, sort of a
0: like that Snoop Dogg swing in that commercial.
1: Well, I don't know about that.
0: Okay. Um, but uh, Arnold Palmer, yes, is a lemon and iced tea. So we'll we'll see the Mina Company, New York, New York. This stuff's made in New York City. Yeah, um, was well, distributed by. I don't know where it's made. It yeah. doesn't say, but it is certified organic and non-GMO and fair trade. You know, there was there was a story I read the other day about this tea's all over it, man.
1: About it was a veterinarian was talking mm-hmm. about actually similar to this. And if I'm I, gonna try I'll, another I'll, sip, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, while you
0: tell us your story.
1: I'll simplify it. Or okay, distill it to its essence. Mm. Um, Guy was looking at a, a dog food. It's not bad, and and, and it was a veterinarian. He was looking at his dog food and what was in it, and it said The food that he was giving to his y- yes, dogs. Yes, and it said um, um, no preservative preservatives added, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he, you know, as a doctor, he turned around, and looked at the label, and he started reading the ingredients. And sure mm-hmm. enough, there were three or four preservatives that he recognized the chemical names. And he said, "You know what's going on?"
0: So he called maybe it was no artificial preservatives no, no no
1: it's just no preservatives added so he, okay. he called I, I think it was a lawyer or something and he said hey w- w- fda or something what's going on here right right i mean because it says no preservatives clearly on the okay label. we've got it and, yeah okay, okay. Right.
0: so what was the so, resolution?
1: So the, the answer was well the company that was distributing this bought the food product from a third person so it's like I, I buy the food product from Ryan mm-hmm. and I I package it and I say no preservatives added. That's true. I didn't add any preservatives. I didn't the, the, the packaging uh, company.
0: I can't imagine. That's really true. That's really true. They got away with it yeah, by doing yeah. that?
1: Yeah, and mm. technically speaking, since they didn't make the food, they did not add any preservatives. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of. I'm just just nah. telling you, what, don't shoot the messenger.
0: Nah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, if it's true, it's bad. It, it. That's true. That's true. If it, if big, if true, as they say, um, lime and hibiscus. I, I'm telling you, you know what? This this is not bad. I could drink. Um, if there's more flavors of this, this could be interesting. A little more interesting than the one from yesterday, but. Enough of that. Um, we're going to uh, maybe transition to our interview because we've got a lot to talk about. You have anything to add about Free Animal Doctor this week?
1: Uh, you know, Just we're taking
0: just, July 4th off the weekend? Yes.
1: yes. Um, we, we have uh, July 4th is off and there are four other... Actually, there are five weekends in July. Hmm. or five Sundays. We're, we operate on Sundays. Literally operate on Sundays.
0: So before we go to the interview, the final thing... Could this, on our last podcast, Sam, you revealed that you drink three to four cans of Diet Coke a day. Hmm. Would you replace any or all of those cans with lightly brewed sparkling tea from Mina? Or no, this wouldn't replace?
1: It uh, probably wouldn't replace it. You uh, would go, uh, now, no? If we could if we could modify this a bit, maybe. All uh, right. We'll, we'll uh, look that, into that. But, but, but the one that we presented that the question, today, the, yeah, the lime hibiscus. Yeah, the question is, as presented, will it change? you? No, it no. won't.
0: You like last week's better? Yeah, I do. All right, there we go. That's the review by Sam. I'm going to go, last week's was magically sweet, but I I think um, this one- <coughs>
1: Magically delicious.
0: Yeah, but right? I, I like this one better. <laughs> I, 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 I might um, consider Ryan, this-
1: the contrarian. Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, on to Mark Williams. Yes. How went well everybody's heard about the bed? The bed, bed, bed. bed the a winner. Here with Dr. Mark Williams, Sam. Good morning or afternoon, Mark, I should say. Mark, are you there? Wherever where we may is. be. There we are. So Mark's feeling a little loopy. He just got um, chiropractically adjusted. You got some back problems going on, Mark? Is that right? Or
2: is I you... do. I'm suffering from sciatica. Oh. Hard to believe when my patients are a thousand pounds sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, Sam was telling me you actually got kicked by a horse or something like this. Oh, I've been kicked multiple times. Really? I mean, the animals are good for that. Kicking, biting, scratching. Right. You name it. Ow. See, I was thinking the three of us, we should have nicknames. And I like the, the horse thing. We could have nicknames based on a Western theme. So my nickname, I'm thinking like Maverick, Wyatt. <laughs> now, Mark, you would obviously be the doc, right?
1: And I was thinking maybe a fester
0: fester well, yeah, see, i, I could go with
2: fester that sounds better
0: well what i was thinking for sam sam you're from the south right or originally from north carolina yeah lived Clint. in texas he could be clementine I, w- I was thinking his piggly wiggly
1: <laughs> that's not a
0: western name no but that maverick the doctor and piggly wiggly yeah that's our boy sam comes out on the short end with that. Yeah. well you know i
1: don't know it's cute no, it's just stupid because you start off on this theme crap, and and now you're Piggly Wiggly is a grocery store. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, a grocery chain. Yeah, on that's the East true. Coast a lot of people probably. I don't think it's around anymore. The that's yeah. the issue.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it, Piggly Wiggly. I just now I'm going to be thinking about Sam in a petticoat. So, you know, it's, there you it's all good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll wear a duster, like one of those long leather coats, <laughs> yeah, maybe shirtless. I, you guys what can do you just think? call me Mr. Dylan. Mr. Dylan. That's it. Maverick in the Dock. And,
1: and see, and when you do that, Mark, you're going to be sort of st- hopping along like the other guys. You know what, Mark? We'll yeah. ditch yeah. Sam. Yeah. You
0: and I will do it. It's a TV show. It's called Maverick in the Dock. Yeah.
1: Right. So anyway, okay. there we
0: go. We can both walk around like John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like it.
1: So, so, so here's the issue, Mark. Uh, it's why we want to bring you on today. Um, you know, we have these span neuter clinics and frequently, uh, probably every clinic I'll have someone say to me, I want to get my male, uh, dog neutered because I want him to stop marking
0: or they're hoping that it's the benefit yeah. of. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So what say you about that?
0: So first of all, let's
2: let's talk about. It. Unfortunately, we cannot cover um, behavior or abnormal behavior or problem behavior in one podcast. We can't cover it all in ten. So we're going to kind of simplify things. But Mark first, unintentionally
0: most- making a plug for subscribing to the podcast because you want to follow r- all. That's right. Because we are. We're going to talk yeah, well, about. Today, it's dogs. We're going to talk about marking with cats and all of that in the future. But I'm sorry, Mark, go right ahead. I I interrupted.
2: No, just just get comfortable and tune in weekly for more behavioral fun. Um, Anyways, dog, the situation with dogs, we have to back up a minute and say, you know, dogs from eons past are have a territorial territory or not a territory, a social based um, lifestyle, whereas there are multiple animals that run in a pack. And there is a dominant animal and they're submissive animals. So a dominance behavior has become very ingrained in dogs being that kind of social structure. So that's, that's kind of one thing that leads to a lot of this abnormal behavior is because dogs in their minds associate some of this behavior as being good when people actually associate it as being bad.
1: Okay. My furniture can attest to it being bad. Okay.
0: so Yes. So, so, so what
2: Sam's describing as yeah. far as marking is basically dogs, primarily male dogs, mm-hmm. um, urinating in inappropriate places. And it's it's a sign of territoriality or more likely dominance okay. when they're feeling a, a threatened or, or
0: concerned about their dominance in the situation they live in at home. I can absolutely... A test with that anecdote, Sam's house, Sam's dogs. If I bring one of my dogs over, they Sam's dogs will run around his house and pee on right. stuff. And that you're saying is them reacting to the other dog. Usually I bring over a male dog. That male dog's presence is making them nervous and they want to go pee on stuff to show that, hey, 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 I'm the dominant one, basically, right? Right. Okay. Because at
2: Sam's house, there's a very finely crafted hierarchy and they all kind of know their place. And then you bring another dog, especially a, a male dog, into the house. That totally rocks the hierarchy okay. and they all feel threatened as far as their dominant situation.
1: Okay. Now, now, let me ask this question. What, what about the situations where, you know, I here, the maid was over today and she tells me every time she comes over, there's pee here, there's pee there. Um, and uh, I've even gone so far as to, to put fences or, uh, of gates up so people can't get into certain areas, people being dogs. <laughs> So people being dogs, dogs being yeah, The maid says, "Hey, they've been peeing on this chair, the back of this chair." Well, okay. Why would they do that, Mark? I mean, I'm here. There's no other animals. Are,
2: hey. are we talking your your situation, Sam?
1: Yes, we're talking about. Yeah, that. let's let's okay, narrow so it down si- to his specific Not, one.
2: Okay, yeah. I'd <laughs> be go to the park. Well, yeah, every dog in the town is going to urinate in one place. But I think it's probably a situation because of the personalities of the dogs you have. There may be some instability or shifting of dominance on a regular basis so they basically are all going well I'm going to mark here so I can show my behavior uh, well no I'm going to mark here so I can show it's my my situation my territory okay so but there's
0: internal competition two, yes, two brothers there's, one's there's eight years old and one's seven Sam's years old and they're they are yeah okay now, sam are to, you peeing on the furniture yeah now, and to bring this yeah, all sam to, might to, now,
1: on the floor. some r kelly stuff going on here hey no. uh, and now now <laughs> to, to bring this all around all, all, my dogs have been neutered so right. so it's not like uh so, so and, let's and they were neutered yeah while. we need to
0: talk about that okay yeah, yeah sure. let, let's mark mark go ahead so um well before okay i described i bring a dog over and his dog's mark okay that part was explained, but you can solve that problem by not bringing a dog over, right? Or once the dog has gone. But what Sam is now saying, just this is for the benefit of our listeners, is that his dogs will mark on the same thing over and over in his house, even when there are no other dogs over. So right. Um, before we get into the neuter part or whatever, I mean, are, are there any, what are solutions for that? Or where's that coming from? Well, we, you've described where it's coming from. How do you mitigate this behavior?
2: Well, it's yeah, really? let's set back a minute and kind okay. of look at causes too. Okay. I mean, one is hormonal based, um, intact male dogs are very, very much more prone to do marking yeah. because of testosterone influence. Also some history may be in order. Sam's dogs have not lived together since they were little puppies. So there is some his some possible history there that they had some, some threatening to their dominance before. And that is something that has stayed ingrained with them. And three, some of it is mental because they are they are victims of their heredity. So uh, dominance sometimes will be ingrained, especially in um, dogs in in slightly unstable groups, as far as the need to establish the dominance on an ongoing basis. Okay. So as far as what are what are some options as far as uh, therapy? One is um, you know getting the dogs neutered fairly young before that um, uh, hormonal behavior becomes ingrained. Uh, The other thing is kind of treating the dominant dog as the dominant dog, giving them first attention, giving them first food, things like that. So the dominance stays more firmly established. Three is, um, you know, trying to figure out some positive, ongoing positive reinforcement or urinating the wrong place, in the right places, and some mild negative um, reward when they're urinating in the wrong places.
0: Okay, how's that sound, Sam? Um,
1: that's great. I'm not sure how to uh, put those words into action, though. I'm just. Um...
0: Well, the first one is sort of a could be a moot point, although it goes out to all of our listeners: getting your dog neutered as young as possible sooner rather than later is a good idea. But okay, in your case, these are rescue dogs. You didn't have that choice. All right, the next one is uh, my thought when you said um, treat the dominant dog like the dominant dog that it is. um, How would, like in Sam's, first of all, how do you know which dog is dominant in their mind? Yeah, that and that sometimes takes
2: some exploration and really watching the dogs interact to see which one is possibly the most aggressive or possibly the most um, forceful in behavior Mm. to establish, you know, which is the most dominant acting dog as far as that behavior.
1: And, And that's, that was my dilemma here is because one of my dogs, Bob was here first. And then this other dog, Scruff, came in right afterwards. They're both about the same age. They're both neutered, uh, about age one and a half or one, something like that. And, and depending, right. depending on the circumstances, one may be more dominant than other than the other. I mean, mm. it, it's, I've, I've seen it happen. You know, one's more aggressive. I think
0: scruffy's the dominant one. I,
1: I, you know, I think there's some, I, I don't disagree with that, but mm. I also think that, you know, Bob can be, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would caution against, you know, we, as humans, we have this sort of thing like this dog was here first. I brought this other dog in. So the one that was here first is dominant, like on some sort of fairness level, but like dogs don't, that's not in dog mind. They don't react in that way and they don't care. I mean, a dog's perfectly happy with that other dog being dominant. They just want to have the structure. So, okay. Let's say you determine Scruffy's the dominant one. Then how do you help maintain that hierarchy in the dog's mind, Mark? Like you, you give scruffy his I mean, food you basically first. give
2: scruffy first attention. Mm. You give scruffy first chance at food. You give, you know, basically make scruffy first in line for most, all those behavior, both, all those activities uh-huh. to say to scruffy, look, you are, you are the biggest cheese here. Mm. So that's why I'm, I'm giving you first attention. And, and just to go back to Sam's frustration and this is a, this is a common frustration in behavior. You know, dogs won't answer questions, they won't <laughs> fill out scantrons, they won't uh, give personal interviews, so sometimes it is difficult to Can't figure out. Can they get the
1: transcripts from their school, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Yeah, the teacher doesn't call and say, well, Scruffy did this. So um, I think sometimes it does take a lot of effort and persistence, and I think that's one of the biggest problems with dogs giving up for uh, um you know, to the shelter and all that is people will not take the time and patience to figure out a lot of those things and establish a lot of rules and regulations to help minimize the dominant situation.
0: Yeah. And dogs like rules and they like order and they like to know what's going on. Yeah, because they're pack
2: animals. They do want to have a big cheese. And I think that even we can sure talk about another thing as far as human dog uh, dominance, if, if the person often is not established as the alpha, they will have a lot of problems with dog aggression and misbehavior and management because the dog doesn't understand why they get to be the big cheese. That so that's, is a that's great a topic pro- for podcast. a future
0: episode about how to um, determine that and how to to, to do that. Because, yes, that, that leads to a whole bunch of things. But going back to the marking. OK, so trying to figure out a little bit of the hierarchy in the dog's minds, how they've organized it amongst themselves and helping to maintain that. So giving the dominant dog their food first and the other one second, and getting over that human thing where we kind of think of like somehow, You're punishing or treating the lower tier dog in the structure. You're not. The dogs like the order and they're perfectly fine with, you know, just tell me who's the boss. That's all I want to know. Or who's, you know, what, if you have more than one dog, what what the hierarchy is. Okay. And then poor poor mm -hmm.
2: Sam's situation, constantly fostering new dogs. It's right. Hopeless. right, right, right.
0: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, and what was the th- the th- uh, oh yeah the behavior so rewarding their behavior when they pee outside and then giving them some sort of what would be a mild punishment indoors for pee? You kind of have to catch them in the act, don't you?
2: Yeah, and once again, it takes some time and patience.
0: Right. To, and, and, and that's usually uh, not the case with me. It, it's after the fact. So yeah. Sam safe. doesn't catch them in the act, or they're yeah. pretty good at hiding it right. from you. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think. And I think that's because they know Sam will not appreciate their their right. dominance behavior. And the,
1: and the other thing is I, I try to solve this problem indirectly by, I take them on, on walks. Uh, you do often, right. take them on walks often, pretty frequently. Often. Short For walks, very but, but very often. I mean, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The last thing we do before we go to bed is go outside and take a pee. Mm. Uh, um, do this on purpose. And mm. still, I have this problem. Um, and, and of course... And
2: it, and it may be as simple as sometimes is, is uh, uh, Bob urinates somewhere. And Scruffy comes over and says, hey, you shouldn't have urinated there. I should have urinated there. I'm not he, happy with
0: you. He's a, exactly. And, and then it goes on from and there.
1: And I think that's probably what happens. Now you've got, you know, uh, a lot of urine in one place because it's multiple dogs. Well, you know
0: what? Let, let's try for for the next few weeks, treat Sc- Scruffy as a second in command. You're obviously first, Sam. And – um and let's see if that some days <laughs> uh, if, if that works, you know, give him his food bowl first, put him on the leash first when you take him out, you know, give him the pet pet first, all of that because it is true because we we mix it up and we give them both equal, you know. Let, let's try a little bit of that and see see how it goes. And uh, well, and you know, we'll, again, we'll not back. to be
1: too specific, but mm-hmm. for example, Scruffy does eat first. He, okay, he's the first one that eats. Uh, at the same time. You know, uh, so see, he's the dominant one. Well, but but that's just because I made it that way. It was well, okay. The, yeah. But also, like Bob will jump on my lap and will push Scruffy away. You know, mm-hmm. and, and but Scruffy w-
0: jumps up and pushes Bob away.
1: R- less so. Bob does more. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why. I'm, so, so maybe I, Bob's the leader. Yeah, I have no idea who the heck the leader mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah,
0: and I think Sam,
2: you have an ongoing uh, unstable dominant situation. So. Your, uh, your furniture is going to suffer.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> move, so Sam, you got to figure out your, I mean, yeah. Mark can't figure it yeah. out for you. You got to figure it out. Yeah. You got to figure out somebody, you know, be unfortunately dominant. that
2: it is difficult even when you get a behavior or a behavioral veterinarian involved and things like that. And, and pharmacokinetics, it's just, it's very difficult when it's an unstable situation. All right. At least they're not beating the crap out of each other. No, no, they're not aggressive.
0: So back to my... What about throwing a third dog into the mix? Could that help? Throw in a female? Throw in another male?
2: (laughs) That would just make things more unstable.
0: Okay, okay. It Uh, wouldn't help. Because I was thinking, like, get get, get like a pit bull, you know, and it can dominate both of them. Or, I don't know, whatever, a German Shepherd. You know, get somebody in here who's like, look, you two. Nobody's peeing on anything. specific
1: with
2: you guys, I mean, I think part of the instability, too, is you come home from walks and things like that smelling like... Oh, 20 exactly. different dogs. Yeah, yeah, that gets things all revved up too. Mm.
1: No, that's yeah.
0: You, that, you, two are a problem. That's the yeah. thing. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All but right. Back
1: to back to the question uh, of the day here, question de jure, which was th- neutering these animals. While it may have some benefit, it, it, it probably will not eliminate a, a a dog from marking. Is that a general sense or not?
2: Well, I think, you know, there is this push to neuter dogs later and later and later. One of the big concerns about that is a lot of this behavior in the older the dogs get, the more the behavior becomes learned. So that's always a situation to promote neutering of less, less than one year of age because it's not, as, it's not anywhere near the learned behavior that it would be as, you, as the dog advances in age. So So neutering
0: does reduce the likelihood of marking. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I would say up to a certain point, I think that definitely is a benefit to do. If you're not going to breed the animal and you're not, um, you know, needing a male dog, why you would. Um, But I think neutering them earlier as opposed to later for that reason is a good idea.
1: All right.
2: Good answer Sam. No.
1: Well, c- c- and that
2: could be controversial, but I think that is definitely something that has been shown over time.
1: Okay. Right. And, and let me ask this question, trying kind to of put you in the, on the spot here. Do it. Can you put some percentages onto that? I mean, can you say, you know, half the I, time I do not way?
2: have them off the top of my head, but I think they have they have established them at some point. I think anecdotally, I have seen it as far as mm. younger dogs are not as interested in dominance and they're not as interested in in um, you know, abnormal dominance behavior because it wasn't as much of a learned behavior. I mean, I see that clinically all the time.
0: Okay, okay. so you would say it's significant and noticeable. And so it, yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Here's a perfect example. I
0: I, I certainly think wife, so from my experience as well, but yeah, go ahead. my
2: wife several years ago had a litter of, uh, well, it's coming up next month, three years ago, had a litter of standard poodle puppies. Two of the dogs, two of the male out of the three dogs were neutered fairly early. They do not show much in the way of territorial marking. My personal male dog, who was supposed to go to to be a show dog, was neutered much later. He still has that he has that issue at times because he was neutered later.
0: He's so notably worse than the other experimental two. Bruise. Okay. Yes. Now, and let me ask. Oh, no, hold on. I, I just to, to get it. the The two that were neutered. First, how old were they approximately? I mean, we're talking 3 months, 6 months. They were months? all the
2: same. They were all the
0: same age. So, they were neutered when they were uh 6 to 8 months of age. 6 and the one that wasn't neutered was neutered how how old? Was close to 2. Okay. So, 6 to 8 months versus 2 years significant difference. Yes. There we go. That's what I wanted to nail down. So, that, yeah, that's my own little experimental yep. group. Okay. All right,
1: all right. So, I so mean, so that... you
2: do you do see that that is one advantage of not waiting too long.
1: All right. All right, then then my kind of last question is last question. In my situation, my guys were neutered sometime around a year, I think. Because again they're rescued, yeah. so I don't know. For yeah, I think sure. Scruffy
0: was already a couple years old. Yeah. 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 And um, or and if they were neutered before you don't know when they were exactly. neutered. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so are there trigger points or trigger issues that would cause them to yeah, because I don't think it happens every day. I just think it. I think what you said earlier, Mark, is is probably correct. You know, Bob or Mark, Scruffy, you're probably one correct. Will, one will urinate on, on on a piece of furniture, and then the other smells it, and they'll urinate. Are there any trigger points, or did I just hear that it could be a whole bunch of things? I mean, you said I we go out and I spend well, time bringing with other a dog dogs. over,
0: but what yeah. else could it be? Yeah,
1: coming home and smelling like other. I mean, dogs. I wonder
2: with your Sam, your dog Sam specifically. The things I would wonder about is yeah, age of neutering um instability of their formative life because they both kind of came from unstable situations yeah Yeah. so i mean there's a perfect example of an unstable dominant situation because every day is different um and i think you know the changing of homes and and all the introduction of the two of them coming from similar backgrounds similar unstable backgrounds i think all those things add to the instability
0: but I think what Sam's asking are there specific things that he does that trigger this behavior or that I don't do? Yeah, yeah, yeah like coming well, home I smelling think, like I another dog. Is, Would that make them? No, they, I think no. there's
2: the, the things he doesn't have control over are those dogs' personality types, right? Those dogs' background. Mm. The things that he does have control over the he one should have an autoclave at the front door so he can <laughs> sterilize himself every time he comes home from a walk or fostering. That, business, yeah. like okay,
0: that. so he shouldn't yeah, so smelling like a dog when you come home. Okay. Another dog. Right. Yeah. I mean I think being for around people that Having don't them know be is around other dogs scene. on a regular uh-huh.
2: basis does it. Right. So all those things some of those things in Sam's situation are difficult to yeah, control. It's like,
1: <laughs> like my ex wife, coming home and smelling perfume with somebody else is not a good idea.
0: Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know, she needed to be autoclaved too. There we go. Okay. So um, that's, Pretty much, I'm screwed then, right? Okay, so that's an introduction. You know, Sam, given your situation and your love to help people and their animals, you're screwed. Yeah, okay, yeah. but it's that—that's a good introduction. We'll—we'll we'll talk more about it, and we'll get into cats well, too in a future episode.
1: These sprays and 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 all sorts of chemicals that you see in, in the store in the pet the store. no marking, yeah, no marking spray. This do those work, Mark?
2: You know, there are some situations where a lot of those a lot of those are pheromone products and. A study of pheromones in people and animals is still pretty basic. They're still trying to kind of figure out what the heck goes on. There are some situations where it can definitely help. As far as the pheromones will kind of calm them down and 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 make them more comfortable with the situation. So I would say yes. Okay. Um, it kind of depends on all the factors involved. You know what what's going on.
1: All right. Translation is try it and see if it works. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Transition. Yeah, once again, if you get asked the dogs and they can give you a good response. Right. That's
0: always that the problem. Be, yeah. Be golden. Transition, July 4th, fireworks. Give us a, a, a short course in anything that we can do to help mitigate our dog's um, reaction ahead. to yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, so you know what I, uh, I'm talking about, the... Uh, the, obviously the nervous shaking, nervous, you know, maybe peeing in the house to go to today's topic, but also, you know, that behavior, I mean, you see the extreme behavior where they, they chew, they break a window to climb out, you know, they, they flip out. So what can we do to mitigate that here at the last minute with the fourth coming up?
2: Anything? I mean, you know, unfortunately it's once again, yeah based on the behavior of the dogs, their degree of anxiety.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Some dogs don't care. I mean, the dogs I live with, they don't give a crap. Hmm. But um, there are some dogs that are very high-strung and very anxious. That is b- a big problem. I mean, at the last minute, it's tough. I mean, as far as a behavioral conditioning, because I mean, the things you can do a month ahead of time is condition them to loud noises. What you can do at the last minute is you can try, um, you know, calming their environment in a variety of ways. Um, you you can give them some tryptophan type. Um, a homeopathic medication. You can try some of these thunder vests or things like that that give them a sense of security. You can put them in as quiet a room as possible and be with them, and so they know they have that support and all that. They, you can literally take them if you're if you live in an area where fireworks are really bad. Uh, you can put them in the car and take them somewhere away from that. Mm. Um, short of that, there are some. There is some. Drugs or things that can reduce their anxiety, and um, in, increase their sense of well-being, but, uh, um, you know, that may not be available at the last minute.
0: You mentioned a homeopathic, uh, like, what, is there anything sort of over-the-counter that you can go buy at the store that you were thinking of? Yeah, there
2: are some, there are some um, over-the-counter medication that has tryptophan in it, which is an amino acid or some other products tryptophan? that will reduce their anxiety.
0: Yes. How do you spell tryptophan? Do you know? I'll stop there. Um,
2: T R Y T O P H A N.
0: Turkey. Tryptophan. Okay. Yeah. So
2: you can Tri- find that. Turkey has a lot of tryptophan in it. Yes. Uh, warm milk has a lot of tryptophan in it, but be cautious with the
0: warm milk. <laughs> so you can find products that have tryptophan where? At like a pet store yeah. or where would you? At uh, Petco or. Are, 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 are they good called something? Adventures? Are they called like anxiety they're, relief? They're called, or? Cool,
2: they're called dog calm or cool and calm. Okay. Or, okay.
0: And you're looking for that like active that. ingredient, tryptophan. Okay.
1: And yeah, did, just
2: ask the salesperson for a calming agent to did, see okay. if it will help.
1: Do these okay. thunder jackets work? Or it depends on the dog. Some dogs,
0: they work very well. Yeah. 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 I've heard that. I've heard some dogs, it doesn't do a darn thing. And other dogs, it's like, oh my God, it changed my dog 100% or 98%. Yeah. So, I yeah, my
2: my assistant has to drive away from home. It's just, that's the only thing that works is just to get them out of the environment because she lives in one of those neighborhoods. It's, it's like a war zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. July. yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, for those people that are leaving a nervous dog at home, cause they're going out to see the fireworks and they haven't prepared until now, maybe some tryptophan, maybe a thunder jacket, but, um, really at if, the end of the day if they day, are kennel
2: trained or they have a kennel available put them in the kennel
0: that makes them calmer if they're kennel trained okay
2: well if you know, cuz a lot of dogs that have been mm-hmm. you know cuz unfortunately a lot of this takes some time but if they've previously been sleeping in a kennel or they're used to getting into a very kennel or or something like that that is their safe zone so they right. are they feel much safer in that confined
0: area than they would be loose in the house. You know, we'll have to do another episode in the future on these longer term solutions. We don't have time for it today. And anyway, the fourth is coming up, so it's not really Uh, helpful here, but because yeah, I could see that like you, uh, if you have a, um, a way to sort of train a dog where their safe spot is and, and, and whatever, but okay, well, I mean, that's reasonable. I mean, you know, there's some action items there. I mean, tryptophan, that's something you can go look for, uh, the thunder jacket. It's good to hear from a doctor that in some cases it works, no guarantees. Um, go buy one. You can always return it. I don't know what Petco's policy is on returns. If you wear it, you have to keep it. I don't know. Don't wash it. I have no idea. Um, but, uh, okay. All right. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's also a good point. I mean, at the end of the day, if your dog's really scared of fireworks, uh, like you said, get them in the car and just go drive out somewhere where people aren't shooting fireworks off, you know, because, uh, yeah, if you live in like, yeah, exactly. Certain parts of town, people just go crazy and it's, it's going to be. Yeah. If you live in the nice. East San Fernando Valley. It's like a war zone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sam, anything to, are your dogs okay with it, Sam? The fireworks? Um.
1: I don't recall them having a problem with fireworks. The other day, we had uh, oddly enough a thunderstorm here, and did that freak them out? That freaked them out. Bob, hmm. and Bob is for listeners talking about a nervous dog. He's a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix, a Jack Wawa. Hmm. So he's a little weird. Uh, uh, Scruffy less so. Hmm.
0: Okay. So you can Scruffy's and boy, when dominant. Sam starts singing, you can forget about. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah. a lot of other animals do show up when I yeah, yeah, they
2: do. All the male cats in the <laughs> yeah, neighborhood yeah, yeah, are yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like the
1: Pied Piper. Uh, right. Yeah, so I, I don't exactly. need I don't need a pipe. Yeah, I've got my yeah, vocal cords. talk, chords, talk so. about
0: abnormal markings. Instead singing, oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and cats, we'll do that in a future episode, and I'll, I'll tell have those everybody. Uh,
1: I have a male and female uh, uh, cats.
0: Yeah, somewhere. a fun story about it. A spraying cat that means rafter swingers yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the cat runs around in, in in the rafters well mark that was um i hope for everybody for me it was i mean i learned a few things i didn't know i didn't know about tryptophan as far as uh, being an over-the-counter product i could go get it petco for my dog and um i uh had not considered that like uh, yeah uh the marking the um the, the unstable dominant situation. That's an interesting one, especially Scruffy and Bob. I can see that really apply like in a, in a two dog, male dog household, especially where you're saying the dogs were not related and didn't grow up to each other. Cause that's absolutely the case. Bob and Scruffy came into your house different times from different places, you know, so that's interesting. Yeah. Sam, anything else to add?
1: No, I'm just disappointed that I'm screwed that uh, I have to get new furniture. I, I,
0: well. We need to get Sam
2: to do anonymous thing. I'm I'm San Bernardo and I smell like
1: dogs. <laughs> and you're a <laughs>
0: all and right. you're, yes. Only right. above. Yeah, that's right. yeah.
1: Right. I I need help. Well. What can you do?
0: All right. Well,
1: but I love them. So what the heck? Yeah. yeah there you go. Surprise that day. Surprise. Good I
0: outweighs pay. the bad. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Always yeah. well, happy to see me. Mark, we'll let you get back to your back,
3: <laughs>
0: um, and that's yeah, cool. and uh, uh, have a relaxing Friday and a good uh, July Fourth. Yes. And if we're done, uh, say good night, Sam. Mark,
1: I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for your help. And say good night, gentlemen. Same. You're
0: welcome. Our
2: our conversations continue. There yeah. we go. Be good. Later on. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: All right, we're here. We've got Faith on the line for a discussion. Faith, say hi to Sam. Sam, say hi to Faith. Hi, Faith.
3: Hi, Sam.
0: <laughs> all right. So, Faith, you've been out rescuing dogs left and right all week, and um, but you've got some good news about a dog that you rescued maybe, what, two weeks ago? No, more than that. When was she rescued? Uh,
3: maybe three weeks ago. She okay. had uh, orthopedic surgery, so I think it's been three weeks.
0: So, this dog's name is Ella. Ella. And I just told Sam about it very briefly, but you fill us in. Um, Well, let's start at the beginning. So there's a happy ending here that ties into our podcast that's interesting. But to start from the beginning, what happened with Ella?
3: So I received a phone call from an ER that I take our rescues to all the time. And they were very upset that a sweet dog had been left behind by her owners. She had a terrible break in her leg and they just didn't want to deal with it. So they left her there. And the doctors there knew that they might be able to call me. They've called me in the past and I have helped. So I drove right over there and I picked her up. I'm like, yeah, that's not okay.
0: And that being an emergency vet, you took her to a quote unquote regular vet, right? Where the um, cost would hopefully be a little cheaper.
3: Right, where it was a regular hospital, but they had an orthopedic surgeon hmm. that worked with them. So, yeah, it was good.
0: Yes, yes. And we set up a fundraiser for that dog, Ella, and um, ended up raising most of the money for um, her procedure. I think a, a little bit had to come in from uh, Dream Fetchers, but thank you, donors. Uh, almost all of it uh, was covered.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And she thank had the, she had the surgery. And um, is recovered, and her owners obviously uh, abandoned her. As if, if you missed that part, you know they they took her into the vet, and then the vet when the vet came out and said, "Hey, your your dog's going to need this procedure. It's going to be expensive." They were like, "Oh, we can't. We're not going to pay that." We're didn't they say something like they're renovating their house and they don't have the money for it, or their kitchen or something? Yeah,
3: they they were renovating their house and they didn't want to deal with it. And, yeah. Pretty
0: much. Yeah. And then um, before anybody in the office knew what was going on, they just went and got in their car and took off. But you got her that surgery. And now Uh update us, including Sam, on what's happened because this dog is getting adopted.
3: She is an absolute doll. I don't know how anybody could ever leave her Oh, yeah. We should describe her. She's
0: a little what?
3: Oh, she looks like a miniature Doberman pincher.
0: Little but Pin. But
3: her personality, she just she talks. She <laughs> roo, 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 talks and she is adorable. So Yeah, there's a post of her on our
0: Facebook and Instagram, little sort of black min pin with some markings. And yeah, she's very verbal. She's like rah you know, we did a little thing like, Hey, you yeah. want to get uh, your surgery, rah, thank you. you know, yeah, a little cute <laughs> rah, blah yes. blah blah. Yeah.
3: Well, somebody saw one of your posts and wanted to meet her. Somehow they got my information and they said, I not only want to meet her, I want to adopt her. And met with us, um, I think it was yesterday, and they, they want they want to adopt her. They're going to come back after the 4th of July, and she has her third bandage change. And they're going to pick her up and give her a home.
0: Yes. Fantastic. And um, I heard, didn't you say that they also, they had heard our podcast or something like that where we had mentioned her? I think you did.
3: Yes. Yes. They said, Oh, and I heard you on, on pre-animal doctors podcast. There you go. That's so cute. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's great.
0: You're a celebrity. There that's right that's right
3: oh yeah i know
0: well hey where it counts i mean they did i mean it got this dog adopted. i think it's awesome yeah yeah absolutely i agree and,
3: and it's um, awesome and i'm grateful to you guys
0: oh well, yeah well oh, grateful yeah. to the, the the people that takes a village yeah listen subscribe and leave a review that promotes us more people hear about it we bring people like faith on they talk about their situation more people hear about it maybe we get another dog adopted in the future um And these people have some celebrity connections, too. Like a relative is on General Hospital and uh, another relative is. General Hospital,
3: William. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Will. And
3: And, and then Rebecca. how,
1: How does General Hospital fit into this story? It doesn't. I
0: guess, generally. Uh,
1: they're just relatives. <laughs> oh, I yeah. see. Relatives, relatives of the adopters. They have
0: famous relatives. Yes, the adopters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's a regular. And yeah. then another person is a, a, a TV star as well. So some interesting California people bopping around out there listening to uh,
3: pretty cool San yeah.
0: Bernardo um, they, dulcet tones. They on had
3: them. adopted another dog from me, this oh. other couple. Okay. And it was a tiny little teacup that had been homeless in a lumber Yard for a year, ah. and when they saw that I had rescued her, they came all the way out on a Thanksgiving about three years ago to meet her, and they're in love with that dog. So it's pretty cool. N- nice, great. little village. Nice, nice little. Well, and I thought you had people.
0: a great idea because I asked you, um, did they uh, take the dog home already? And you said you wanted to wait until after July Fourth, and uh, one so she could have her. Uh, final bandage change. But the other reason was the fireworks. Explain.
3: Well, because, you know, those fireworks are scary to these animals. And every single year, we have animals that are running scared and in danger because of the loud noise. And I didn't want Ella to be subjected to that. I wanted her to be in a very safe environment, Mm -hmm. especially with her leg. In the
0: situation. Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. I think it'll be quieter at that vet. It's sort of a, it, yes. a more industrial it's, area where there'll be less people around. It's and, nice and
3: quiet in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also when you get a new dog, if you're adopting or fostering and that dog is not used to your house yet, if it gets out, it's going to try to go back to where it came from. And, um, I think, yeah, maybe waiting until after the big fireworks time, just in case the dog got loose or the fireworks scared it and it jumped out a window or whatever. So I think it's a good idea to wait um, a couple I, days I after. I
3: feel good about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fan, fantastic story. And speaking of, um, before we let you go, because you mentioned this dog from three years ago, the little teacup that was somewhere, didn't you just recently rescue a dog from a like a steel, steel, meal. It's easy for me to say still steel, yes, a, meal?
3: steel a, a steel meal. Um, yeah. And she'd been a there place for where they make steel. To,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Been around for many years. It used to be Kaiser still. Mm. Um, yeah. She was out there for about two years. She had, had a sibling who was found in a dumpster and um, the property next door. And she was found a, a little way, a little time after that and nobody could get her. It took, Probably two years for this man to gain trust, and I had just gotten permission to get onto the property to, to try and rescue her, and this guy was able to grab her. So yeah, uh, she's uh, trying to figure out how to be a normal dog after two years of
0: how
1: was running condition? around faith when you got her. How was her condition? Her she looked good in the was, video. Yeah,
3: she was filthy. Mm. She was so filthy and scared. But I'll tell you, this morning I gave I gave her a bath right away. But this morning I let her. They call it the the little dog park we have. We made a special area for dogs to run, and we dug three feet down with the concrete so they couldn't dig out high walls. And anyway, I sit out there with her, and she just ran to me. And I thought, that is so rewarding. After two years of being scared and hiding from people and chased around, she ran to me.
0: Yeah. Hiding out in this giant industrial area where locally, locally, luckily (laughs) that, um, one employee was a nice guy and spent all that time to get her to trust him. And then, um, you were able to, uh, get permission to get in there because, you know, it's, it's not like you can just drive up to a still mill. I mean, it's, it's a huge property. Right. It's gated. It's got security. You have to get permission to go inside and, and all of that stuff. And, um, you got yeah, in there a lot and you, of heavy you got equipment, all yeah. kinds of stuff. That's right. And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, she's sort of got that stray feralish behavior and you're helping her learn to well, be yeah, a dog. Yeah. Like right. she's
3: used to being running free. You yeah. Know? Two
0: years. Yeah. 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 But dogs don't want to run free. They want a home. They want to be in a place. So, she'll, yeah, she really know. doesn't. And she's coming around, is what you're telling us. When yeah, would you she's say around. she'd be available to adopt?
3: Um, you know, I think soon. Okay. I think within a couple of weeks. I've okay. had her a couple of weeks now, I believe.
0: Right. You have. And. Yeah. What are we calling her? I Did you give wanted- her a name?
3: Um, baby, baby girl,
0: baby girl. Yeah, okay, okay. baby
3: girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I had a dog named Buddy. I spent weeks trying to figure out what his name was, and I was like, I've been calling him Buddy for two weeks because you know I'm like, come here, Buddy. What are you doing, Buddy? Buddy, call him Buddy. Um. So there you go, <laughs> baby girl. I like it. All right. Well, what else is going on in the world of Faith Easdale? Oh well,
3: I was up most of the night mm. rescuing a dog that had been in a ravine. Breaking for news. Five I months. haven't
0: heard about this. Okay, rescuing.
3: I, I put the. Yeah, I put I just, the video up uh, this this morning. But okay. um, she he went to a boxer rescue, and he was a very sweet dog, but very very scared. It's really hard to watch them be so scared at first, not realizing that they're safe. Mm. And
0: and you just got you him know, this morning. Big dogs, when did you?
3: Well, last night, last about night, one a.m. Yeah.
0: Mm.
3: Then I drove him to the hospital.
0: And there's a rescue but, that's, you know, that's they're
3: taking. Scared. You. Mm-hmm. They they don't realize. How lucky they just have become. Yeah, yeah. But with the big dogs, that's what it's it's happening on such a large scale right now. They the jumping of all size animals, um, but the big ones are very hard to get into um, rescues and yeah. and so and Boxer Rescue before I even went out had agreed to take him and so what's the name of the rescue? Me, Northwest Boxer Rescue.
0: All right, so kudos to them. And that allows you to go out and save the dog right away. Right. Because you've got a right. sort of a pre-approval. Yeah. Right.
3: I mean, I think people, I think people think that we have unlimited resources to just go grab every dog that's mm-hmm. out there. They don't understand that there's a place that these animals have to go. That's and right. <laughs> yes. No, that's a great get-
0: point. Yeah. I mean, you, it's not just going out and grabbing up the animals got to go somewhere. Right. Yeah. The cost of rehabilitation
1: right. is a is, is mess. Well, that
0: too. But I mean, just literally has to go somewhere. Like, where is it going to go? I mean, you know, like, right. you got to put exactly. it. All, exactly. Yeah.
3: All of those things. Right. Yeah. All
0: right. You were going to say something, Sam?
1: I was going to ask um, Do you think that people are, um, or well, do you think that more dogs are being abandoned today than oh, they yeah. were? And is, oh, that, is that because. Shall- you know, one of those issues that that we saw with COVID was people were uh, grabbing up all these dogs out of the rescues while they're at home and one of the fears right. for most rescues was oh my gosh you know when people go back to work or things go back to normal that they're they're gonna abandon these dogs they're gonna and, and do you think and that's they were what, right sadly yeah. yes that's the old expression about you know if you want to get, get a, a, a a good dog, Inexpensively, inexpensively, um, I say good dog in the sense of pedigree, good dog, mm-hmm. uh, wait till February after people have had their Christmas children for a month and realize that it's a child that didn't grow up. You know, and then they just right. they get rid of them. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good Lord. Right. It's sad.
3: Here's here's a, here's a, a story. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was this darn little border collie in San Bernardino that just sat under a tree and was chased around by the people trying to save her you know that saw her and they didn't they realized you, you just can't chase dogs and you get them so <laughs> my friend Jim my friend Jim he he went out with a trap and he was able to get her well this dog was microchipped okay and so 10 miles away was where this little girl's home was okay and finally got a hold of the owner who mm-hmm. said you can just keep her, she didn't know who we were. She had no idea who we were. You can just keep her, she mm. said. She gets out all the time and I'm pregnant. I can't be bothered with her. Yeah. So easy to just say, you know, I just don't want her
1: anymore. Well, I think, I think the, the dog got the best of that deal. Mm.
3: Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. She oh, didn't sure. need to go back to that family.
3: And, well, the, here's the thing. She mm-hmm. said she kept escaping. How do you escape 10 miles? She was not. You know, <laughs> she was... Yeah. yeah, I mean that you know.
0: might yeah, not. Maybe she had an Uber account. I maybe maybe it's a lie. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah, she no. didn't get
3: there by herself. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah.
0: She keeps she keeps escaping <laughs> from the car that I kick her out of ten miles from our house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we should be well, laughing. Right. About it. This is not funny, mm, but, yeah, okay. Right. but I, okay. So the so the yeah, so, but the people the, mm-hmm.
3: the things they say
1: these people they're have come bonehead. up
0: with. Yeah, they're so. boneheads things. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So the the dog that you rescued from the ravine, the one that you just got, that tell us the rescue one more time. I want to give them a shout out for taking it.
3: The, uh, uh, northwest, Boxing, yeah northwest boxer rescue northwest boxer they rescue actually yeah if she um actually stepped up to the plate for another one that oh. was left at uh, actually animal control brought in this boxer um, to the er um, a couple years ago that had a badly broken leg and they were going to euthanize him by 7 p.m that night and they called me and they said we he's only a year old we don't want to euthanize him Mm. and I was on vacation and this is how my vacations normally go like saving lives long distance so I'm calling everybody I know and finally someone gave me this contact Northwest Boxer and you know she she stepped up to the plate she paid for the surgery I mean and so I remembered that and then she stepped up again
0: and so it's awesome. You said you found this dog in a ravine just before we go, let's get the story. So where was this ravine? Where was this?
3: This was in Beaumont, California. Beaumont. This dog had been there for since February.
0: Beaumont is and next to people, what big area that we'd know. Um, we'd sort
3: Manny, of, on your way to morongo Cabazon Yeah,
0: it's sort of east of way. San Bernardino heading out to Palm Springs. okay. And yes. Um, yes. So kind of desert scrubby area, right? Yes. And, and so, I mean, literally
3: in a ravine, in a, I, I discovered the dog, I just stood over a tunnel
0: Uh or a storm
3: drain and I was just looking at the paw prints in the mud and out he came. Wow. (laughs) And I'm like, well, there you are.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) There you you are. I know where I'm going to set the trap. So anyway.
0: So you went out there at night, you found him. And and so you saw him. And of course, as you said, you can't chase the dog and catch them. So you put up a trap with some food in it and he eventually came into the trap that night. That's basically what happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. And were you by yourself or do you have anybody helping you out there? No,
3: my little, my little power friend, uh, Frenchella, she's about 50 pounds worth of uh, a human being, but she is strong. Yeah. And she and I have, have done this before we've been in the desert there was a dog about that same size and we lifted that dog and a hundred pound trap over a fence line to get him out of the
0: middle of the desert you read my mind because those traps know. are heavy and that's what i was gonna say you got a boxer yeah. in that heavy trap how did faith east so you, at least you had a to help you so that that's good right yeah right Cause you got to lift and, that up uh, off somehow, the ground, put it into the SUV. I mean, it's, it's probably 150 yeah. pounds total. I don't know what it is. Something like that. I yeah, mean, yeah. with the dog. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No,
3: I don't have to go to the gym. I you know, <laughs> always just lifting traps. There
0: you go. Hey, <laughs> see, that could be it. We could, we, that's how we can raise some money. The Faith Easdale workout <laughs> challenge. You, uh. You right. get up in the morning, you rescue built. a couple dogs, go home, take a shower, you know. You could have a
1: gym and <laughs> right. built around, uh, rescues could come and work out there. And, that's what I'm saying, and yeah, something yeah, like exactly. this. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a whole thing. Yeah, right. Choose 50s. the
0: dog you want yeah. to go with the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you
3: right. want a mastiff yeah. or you want a chihuahua?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. New people can start with the the chihuahua and the, the min pin rescue and we he can move soon up your
1: bench pressing a, a course over there. Something. we go. There you
0: go. Well, fantastic yeah. faith. I'm glad that you were able to save that dog and that that rescue uh stepped up. That felt good. And that's a great that story about Ella listening I agree. well I'm she so wasn't happy listening to the podcast, but those people hearing <laughs> hearing the podcast and then hearing about and, and and coming in adopting her and that's great. Yeah, she's a fun little dog. It's good that yes, she got adopted. That's good for her. And we'll yeah. have uh some updates. What what Facebook what Facebook page would you be posting the updates about Ella on when she gets adopted?
3: Um, on my personal page, Faith still. but then on Dream Fetchers Project Rescue. There you go. I post on there.
0: Okay. So people can go look those up.
3: Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Faith, as always, we thank you for what you do. All right. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that story, absolutely.
3: Faith. Absolutely.
0: Thank and you, guys. The breaking for news all of the rescued support. bulldog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right so we'll uh talk to you soon maybe have you back on and um uh keep on doing what you're doing sam you want to say goodbye
3: unfortunately Mm. unfortunately i'll be out there doing it
0: yeah that's right yeah this this hot weekend
1: well enjoy uh the weekend holiday weekend i guess you're gonna be working thank you desert but enjoy it there then
3: (laughs) thank you you guys have a wonderful weekend too
0: all right right. bye-bye okay
3: take care bye-bye
0: So, Sam, we're going to wind down the Free Animal Doctor Padcast podcast. Thank you for coming. Um, Anything to add before we go? No. All right. Well, I'm going to throw out there. Um, We had a bunch of new cases just come in at the end of this week. They haven't been put up yet, uh, or I should say campaigns. Um, We add campaigns. So there are going to be a bunch of dogs. uh, Is it all dogs? So far, I think uh, all the new campaigns have been dogs so far um, on our website. So if you go to freeanimaldoctor.org and you're looking to help out some uh, animals in need, there's a variety of cases in there, including one case I'm working on right now. A uh, poor woman the owner had a stroke and an aneurysm quite young in her 40s and um is partially disabled neighbor is helping her out and a number of those cases yeah and her her uh, she got two dogs, two little Maltese dogs and one of them needs uh, dental surgery and this medical situation of hers has been going on for months and she is just not able to get the money together obviously with the whatever so uh, cute little dog so those kind of cases and you can you know really help out a person and a dog and uh so go check that out on free animal doctor we'll be having those up uh in the first week of july
1: and, and i want to appeal to donors because appeal, um, appeal yes, away. here's the, here's, the, here's the appeal orange peel go to our website and you choose you select the animal you wish to support uh you know exactly what the money is going to be used for um and so I think this
0: one's name is going to be Huey. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see. He's not up yet. So, okay. but it's we'll an be. opportunity for
1: you to help Huey. You know exactly where your money's going to go. It's not going to some big void somewhere. That's right. It doesn't to go to Huey. the owner, goes that's to right. the vet. You're going to help Huey and that's you
0: can't get any better than that in fact just before we came here i managed to get huey in so he already has an appointment set up that's another difficulty here so (laughs) it is tough yeah so huey has got an appointment now Huey needs the money to pay for it
1: although i think we've been very fortunate in that the the veterinarians we know will seem to give us a break and and let us squeeze in squeeze in when we can and it's
0: amazing they have the time what with all the podcasts they do
1: <laughs> that's exactly yeah, yeah and all the podcasts we're doing um, yeah
0: out there wasting his time yeah, exactly we're doing
1: yeah. nothing we're talking on, on into a microphone into a can well mark it's, it's williams I'm, I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: all right well sam i guess we're uh we're done for the day so happy uh fourth yeah that's right say good night sam good night sam and I just want to mention to everyone, please, you can find our podcast, as you know, on whatever podcast app you prefer. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, all that good stuff. We're always looking for your feedback, info at freeanimaldoctor.org. Send us your feedback or any requests that you have for what we put on the show. That's info only at feedback. only positive feedback, info at freeanimaldoctor.org. Dot O-R-G, and um, we're going to be having Dr. Williams on over and over. So please, and I've got another doctor lined up as well. If you've got something that you would like a doctor of veterinary medicine to address, cat, dog, or otherwise, Mark Williams also does, you know, he does the, the large animals, the horses, the large yard animals. Horse, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickens, eagles. You no, know, we should have like battle Lizards. With, with veterinarians or something. It's it's about, a, yeah, like an iron chef, iron vet. I mean, exactly. There you go. Yeah. All right. Billing, billing see, there's a great idea. Email that idea in yeah. and we'll uh, discuss yeah, we'll it. email You'll You'll email uh, me. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And for those of you that are following and, and or subscribing, however they refer to it, sometimes it's called to follow. Sometimes it's called to subscribe. We appreciate it. That helps boost us up in the rankings and go and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, that also boosts us up in the rankings. That means more people see this podcast and hopefully it's useful information and it's actually worthwhile for people to hear. Yep.
1: And thank all you donors for what you do because it really matters. Couldn't do it without you.